Resentment is what happens when you are treated unfairly and you begin to feel angry and bitter. Resentment can be directed at your spouse, at God, at your life. But if it begins to play a significant role in your marriage, that's going to make home a pretty tough place to be. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an enlightening episode for you this week. This is episode number 172, and today we're going to be talking about resentment. Not that we're getting after you, but we want to help you understand how it happens, why it doesn't help, and what to do differently, because we all end up with resentment at different places and times in our marriage. Yeah, that's true. Hey there, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode... We lifted the hood on marriage counseling so you could see how it actually works and why it can be so powerful for distressed marriages as well as for decent marriages. So it's worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. If you're struggling with resentment in your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice and most of all, we offer hope. So let's get into this, babe. Okay. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 25 says that anxiety makes the heart heavy. And as I thought about the subject of resentment, it occurred to me that resentment can be a form of anxiety. Okay. Uh, you don't see this in any diagnostic manual, but it has that same kind of ruminating characteristic where you, you brood over something or it, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. keeps spinning in your head, right? But with a lot of additional negativity, of course. Okay. Now, just so we kind of understand where we're going here or not where we're going, but just the background for this, like resentment is often something that strikes us when we feel that we've been treated badly. Right. You dissed me, you whatever this. So now I'm resenting that, right? Especially if we think it's in a way we didn't deserve. Or sometimes resentment can also happen when good things happen to others, which you feel they did not earn. Mm, Okay. And that starts to look a lot like envy then too. But in marriage, this resentment thing often occurs when we feel like we've been unfairly wronged. And so it might bring about a desire to get even by holding onto a grudge and remaining bitter. That's like our attempt to equalize that, the unfairness, right? So what causes resentment? Okay, so... Or in marriage, I guess. We're talking about marriage here. Yeah, fair enough. So one of the major sources, we'll go through a couple of them, but one of them is unresolved conflict. That's a huge one. And if in your marriage, you or you and your spouse both struggle with poor conflict resolution, and if it's fairly common that you aren't able to solve your disagreements, this can really build up resentment over time and anger, right? Mm -hmm. And then that resentment begins to negatively impact your satisfaction with the marriage for both of you. Mm -hmm. And... It's also helpful to note then that certain styles of conflict, though, are specifically linked to creating high levels of resentment, especially the competitive style of conflict. Now, the competitive style of conflict in a marriage is where each spouse is trying to win the argument rather than reach a joint solution. Hmm. Like the goal is to come out on top, not we to never come out do this united. <laughs> this only happens to other people. We assure you. Okay. Unless arguments are properly resolved and forgiven. Resentment from the initial transgression, which caused the argument, then keeps impacting the marriage, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. It stays, right? And I often tell the couples I'm providing counseling to that how much you argue is not as nearly important as 
if you resolve those arguments. Oh. Unresolved conflict. This is, you know, so sure it's more prone in the competitive style of thing, but really the thing here is unresolved conflict. So you could argue more than another couple, but resolve it all the time. Whereas another person might only fight once in a while, but then hold that grudge. Yes. I mean, think about like the, uh, even like culturally, right? If I can stereotype like the Italian marriage. Yeah. Very loud, lots of fighting. They resolve, they make up, you know what I mean? Yeah. What about like the, the cold, uh, you know, we had that argument 10 years ago and I've never lost track of the fact that you insulted me. Mm. Right? Yeah. Okay. So gotta, There's way more resentment there. Yeah. So we're talking about like the Italian marriages or they're yeah. more volatile, but they forgive. Yeah. So you have to watch that kind of unlying resentment that builds up, builds up from past grievances that can then begin, become to be like fuel for future conflict. Right? So think mm. of that as like the hotbed of coals. You just throw a log on there. The odd time things flare up. Oof. Okay. And then that begins to impede your conflict resolution in the future. Now you're into a negative spiral and so on. We're going to talk about more about how to break out of that spiral after the break. Okay. But unresolved conflict, that's a huge source. Now, another significant source is perceived unfairness, which we touched on. And just get the word here. This is the first word. It's very important. Believing that your spouse is acting unfairly often leads to feelings of resentment, which can create conflict and reduce marital satisfaction. So even if your spouse isn't acting unfairly, if you believe they are, yeah. that creates the resentment. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Now they may be. Right. So we're not questioning your beliefs, but it's the perception that you have to note. And especially if you're working with your spouse to try to solve this, you want to understand how they got to that perception. Even if you don't mm. see it as fact or you didn't have that intention, they have the perception and the perception matters. Right. Okay. Now, unfairness often comes around four areas. One is, and we've touched on this in previous episodes, the division of household labor. Believing that you do more work than your spouse or that the work is split unfairly leads to resentment, especially for wives. Mm-hmm. Study from 2001. Episode 136, you can get it at oyf.link slash 136. We talk about the division of household labor. It's just like, you might think, well, it's just housework. But if that's a daily source of unfairness, that's not right. just housework. That's a marital problem. Okay. That's right? like a reminder every yeah. day. Okay. Now, the second area of perceived unfairness quite often can be emotion work. So feeling like you're doing all the emotional work to maintain the relationship, all the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. So for example, you're doing all the main, what we call the maintenance behaviors, expressing love, confiding, intimacy, like you're, you're the one really taking care of the marriage all the time or feeling like you're putting more work into that emotional side than your spouse, that can create resentment. Okay. So you both want, again, there's, there has to be balance here, right? Yeah. Secrecy. The feeling that information is being kept from you by your spouse leads to resentment. Mm-hmm. Lack of perceived support, feeling unsupported and thinking that your spouse is not helping you through difficulties can also lead to hurt and resentment. So for example, there's a study in 2000, looked at marital satisfaction in couples where one spouse had a serious illness and found that a lack of support and concern or a refusal to help led to feelings of resentment, which reduced marital satisfaction. So this is the spouse with the illness that is... Is resenting the other person, right? Wow. Now... Okay. Don't, don't assume that you have like some evil husband not supporting their wife here as she's going through something wrong. Like he, he may have gotten lost in his own distress and he's, he's shut down because he's overwhelmed by this right, or whatever. Right? right. So, I mean, if that's you, this is a challenge though, to make sure that, that you get kind of do the work you need to do so you can be engaged during that process as right. unpleasant or as difficult for you as it may be. Right. And it's, again, going back to that believing that your spouse is acting unfairly. Right. So the believing thing, Verlinda, that takes us to attributions. Now, attributions is where you assign a characteristic to somebody, right? We talked about that in episode 162. 
the yes. fundamental attribution yeah. error. A very, very common mistake that we make throughout humanity, not just in marriage. Definitely worth listening to if you haven't got that episode. But in this area now, believing that your spouse's unfair actions were intentional or driven by who they are as a person makes the resentment that follows even more severe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's the attribution thing, which layers in onto this too. So now you have this thing, okay? Perceived unfairness leads to resentment. And then resentment leads to lower marital satisfaction. But here's what's coming out of the research. Low marital satisfaction can also cause perceived unfairness. So if I'm not happy with my marriage, I'm going to be looking for the unfair oh, things about which it. is the attribution bit, isn't it? Yep. Which leads to more resentment, which leads to lower marital satisfaction, which leads to perceiving more unfairness. Oh. So a study in 2001 looked at married couples' levels of satisfaction at three points over several months. And they found that dissatisfaction with the marriage at the first point in time predicted perceptions of unfairness in relation to issues like division of labor at time two, at the second point that they studied these people. This then predicted conflict, like they could tell this was going to happen, and resentment and dissatisfaction at the third point in time. So they could see, they could predict where this was going. It was a very reliable saying, you know what, if this happens, that's going to happen, and then that's going to happen, right? Okay, yeah. So if marital satisfaction is already low for whatever reason, then spouses tend to scrutinize their marriage more harshly and perceive aspects of it as being unfair leading to resentment and conflict. Okay. In other words, resentment, that then kind of, it, like it becomes the lens through which you view all your marriage and through which you see and interpret your spouse's actions. Because oh, if you're still upset about this over yeah. here... It's like everything begins to reinforce tainted that. by it. So that perception of unfairness, the reality of unresolved conflict, really then these things come back to the issue of forgiveness because you got to find mm-hmm. a way to break out of this puppy because it's not going in a good direction, right? Yep. And we're going to talk about forgiveness briefly after the break, but in the downloadable bonus PDF for this week's episode, we've really detailed out a research-based model for forgiveness. This model works. The researcher who created this model is someone uh, who has studied research for decades. And then on top of that, he also had a call from the police one day that his mother had been brutally mur- murdered during a break and enter. And it was like a petty theft, like they got away with 200 bucks mm. or something like that. And so this forgiveness researcher then had to prove the model in his own life as Ooh, well, right? Ouch. Yeah. And that the summary of that is contained in the bonus guide to take you through this process as it relates to resentment in your marriage. And you can get that bonus guide by becoming a patron of our podcast. And we'll just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about perceptions of unfairness and how that really becomes a snowball. Yeah. 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 Taints everything. That now, you see. how do you deal with resentment? How do you deal with resentment? <sighs> yeah. You just marry the perfect husband. 
Good luck with that. What if you're already married to him? Okay. Let's talk about how to, I noticed you avoided that. How to deal with resentment towards your spouse. So three things to look at here. Okay. The first thing is moving towards fairness. Seems obvious kind of from the first stuff that we talked about, right? Uh-huh. But if you, if you can address the reason for the perceived unfairness, you can prevent resentment from building up further. And so to do that, like you have to identify the unfairness and then address it if you think it's important to you. Well, if you don't think it's important to you, then you wouldn't feel resentment over it. Uh, no, if you don't think it's important to you, then you're not going to do anything about it and you're going to continue to be resented by your spouse. Do you know what I mean? Oh, this is coming from the other direction. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well, no, I'm, no, I see where you're going because that's valid too. So it can be like if, if you have resentment, Verlinda, I can mm-hmm. be like, something's off here. So then we have a discussion. Like, is there something that's out of balance? Like, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I have to do that work all the time. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. But I think sometimes you can start resenting another person and not really knowing why, which I think is where you were going. And, and if you just stop long enough, you can take time to understand where your own resentment's coming from. Is that where you were going? Okay. Uh, well, it just, you said it's important to identify the unfairness yeah. and then address it if you believe it's important to you. But I'm saying if you didn't believe it was important to you, then you wouldn't think it was unfair and you wouldn't have resentment in the first place. Well, if, if there's resentment, it's important to you at some level. Yeah, so maybe exactly. I shouldn't have made that comment. Okay. Yeah. So working on a fairer division of labor or more emotional support or whatever the perceived injustice is, that can also remove the underlying resentment and improve marital well-being. I think what we're saying here is have a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Find out why they think it's um, not fair. If you guys are doing this, like I'm just kind of keeping in mind here, Verlinda, this may not just be like a couple that's had like a few months of something going on, but if they had years of this. So don't laundry list your spouse. Um, yeah, you know, kind of maybe either start with the stuff that's the low hanging fruit, the daily stuff or something like that mm-hmm. and say, okay, well this would help. Right. Could you please help me with this? Yeah. Like address that first and okay. begin there. And, and it's fair to say, you know what, I've, I have to admit that I've built up a lot of resentment over time, but let's not, I don't want to dump it all on you right now. Let's just work towards something together. Mm, then and you're you together, guys, like facing the problem. Yes. Collaborative instead of competitive. Mm-hmm. conflict resolution. If you're having trouble with that or you're struggling with that, again, give us a call. Uh, myself or one of my colleagues at our counseling agency can help you. Now, forgiving your spouse is the next thing. Mm-hmm. Again, the mechanics of how to do this are, are in the in the bonus guide for today's episode, available to our patrons. But forgiving your spouse for the thing which offended you means choosing to let go of the resentment and not let their past actions dominate your present emotions. So forgiveness is not the same as condoning your spouse's behavior or letting them off the hook for doing something that upset you, but it's choosing not to hold on to the resentment and releasing the person from being indebted to you. Right. It's not saying they didn't do anything wrong. I have to get over it. No. Kind of thing. Okay. Not burying stuff. Now, like I say, we've got some high quality detail on this in our bonus download for our patrons, but here's a very helpful quote from a research team and it's a little bit lengthy, so I'll read it out here. As the person decides to forgive and so proclaims, several important things happen. So proclaims, like they tell the other person? Yeah. Okay. Uh, First, the forgiver has crossed an important line. He or she has moved from a position of resentment to one of not letting the resentment dominate the interaction. Okay. Although the one who forgives may still feel resentful, the person chooses not to let it be a controlling factor. Okay. Second, the decision and proclamation show that the forgiver is consciously aware of his or her new position. The forgiver, in other words, is not abandoning resentment because of taking some memory loss pill or simply letting time run its course. 
Instead, the decision is a defining moment regarding who the forgiver is. I am the one who forgives. Mm -hmm. Who the forgiven is and that he or she is worthy of respect and what their relationship may be like as a result of this decision. So you're saying I'm going to change our posture in the relationship from being the resentful, offended person Mm -hmm. to be the forgiver person. Okay. Right? Now, forgiveness has very strong links to marital well-being, commitment, and satisfaction, and is especially linked with better ability to resolve conflict and prevent the negative cycles of resentment and conflict. That's validated from a study in 2006, as well as common sense Mm -hmm. and, of course, the Word of God. And that's why this is the focus of our bonus guide, because forgiveness is a huge lever that you can pull to move you out of resentment and towards contentment. Okay. It's really good. Now, the third thing that really helps is, is gratitude. And this is really interesting. Gratitude and resentfulness are often considered mirror images of each other. Really? Yeah. Both arise in response to a person's actions toward you. Both invoke a desire to reciprocate or get even, either in a positive way, which is gratitude, or a negative way, which is resentment. Huh. So resentment, therefore, forms a cycle of conflict and negativity, while gratitude starts a cycle of positivity and thankfulness. Wow. Now, gratitude and resentment as personality traits are negatively correlated, meaning that being high in one makes you naturally low in the other. That's a study from 2007. So if your gratitude goes up, your resentment goes down. If your resentment goes up, your gratitude goes down. Wow. Negatively correlated. So working on increasing your feeling and expression of gratitude, and we have an episode on gratitude, that will cause your tendency towards resentment to decrease. Being a generally grateful person is also highly correlated with being easily able to forgive, ties to our previous point, Yeah, which also helps remove resentment. Wow. So an attitude of gratitude always helps. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, so hopefully that helps you if you're struggling with resentment. No need to let that sink your marriage. That's something that can be turned around. It might feel Just like a big shift, gratitude. but it can be turned. Huh. Speaking of gratitude, yes, we are thankful for all our patrons, yes, including Becky and Marley, who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. So thank you so much for that. Yes. Next week, Caleb. We're talking about defensiveness because you have a major problem with that. I am not even going to bite. <laughs> uh, How so- could you say that? But just for our listeners, this is an old joke between us because, and actually I just want to say like in the context of a happy marriage, which I think we have, when you make a joke like that, it's kind of funny, but this is actually, it can be used in a crazy making sense in an abusive marriage because what I'm doing is I'm saying, I'm giving you an argument that you can't win. Uh Uh-huh. Right. So I'm saying- And invariably I say no. No, I'm not. And then you're defensive, right? Yeah. So that's crazy making, but um, in our context, it's good good for you, Verlinda. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, that's all for today's episode. It's actually going to be a pretty interesting one. Defensiveness. Sorry. I wrote it up yesterday. Oh, really? So yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. All right. Me too, I think. And I won't use any more crazy making on you today. (laughs) Yeah, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 172. Find out how you can help other marriages. Go to oif.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. 
Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.